Okay, so we do this, then the titles, then the rest of the episode, right? Okay, perfect. Hey, look at that. Can you believe it takes six people to put this podcast together? It's a lot, right? Well, uh, okay, it's just me and my room and a dog. Can you hear the dog? Anyway, we're going to do this. We're going to talk about what it takes to work with a team, work with others, and get things done. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of Sketch and Release. If you are new to the podcast, my name is Robert, and every episode I draw something new and talk about different aspects of the creative process. Now, just to be clear, this isn't a how-to tutorial type of thing. Uh, if you're a creative type like me, I'm sure you've had moments and learned lessons that can improve your work and even apply to everyday life. So if you want to see what I'm drawing this episode, check out the video on Patreon at patreon.com slash Robert Cortez. That's me. Or, you know, if you prefer, uh, just uh, use this next half hour or so and draw something of your own. Um, that's certainly uh, an option that uh, I'm sure you you have some creative thing that you want to do. Now's the time to do it. Take this time. Give it a shot. So this episode, I do want to talk about something that is... Uh, I think it's very important to the creative process. And I didn't always know this. And I learned it over time. And I was even, at some point, I was even resistant to it. And that's collaboration. The idea of working with someone, working with a team, and communicating and really sharing and, and exchanging ideas and concepts and techniques and methods all of those things I, I didn't really find valuable. I didn't really see the value in uh, when I was younger and first starting out. And as I got to working in different business settings, different team settings, I realized that it's really, it's almost always necessary. Um, every office or group or, or team that I worked in, there's always some form of collaboration, teamwork, um, you know, you've got colleagues, even if they don't do the same thing that you do, they don't have the same skill set that you have, they still have a role to play in whatever work you might do. And so their input is sometimes a part of, you know, producing things. Now, it may even be that they don't work in, let's say, the same department or the same field, but they may have an objective point of view that might really help you see something that you've been missing because you're too close to it, perhaps, uh, or you're too attached to it. So that's always good to have that in your creative process. Now, you know, that was a big factor for me is learning to not only solicit and really accept and understand someone else's ideas, uh, but it was also you know, the idea of communicating someone else's idea from the start. So if it's a concept that has been handed to you and you have to kind of make it real or flesh it out or develop it further, that whole process of taking someone else's brainchild, let's say, and raising it and making it become a reality, that's not a that's not always easy to do. And so it really does take a level of trust and and real collaboration to make that happen. 
And sometimes you are forced to work within the constraints of others. Now, maybe it's uh, uh, someone that is uh, the head of your department or a client, or let's just say it's uh, the CEO that really has a specific vision that you have to adhere to for whatever reason. Now, you can certainly take that as your guideline, as your framework, and build upon that and improve that. But you will still be limited in some ways. So it's important to understand that collaboration isn't just you adding your ideas. It really is incorporating everyone's ideas. And it really is about creating the best work out of it. So I want to give you a couple of examples. Uh, in recent years, some interesting collaborative situations that I was in that uh, they weren't really anticipated, but it taught me some important things. And this really had to do with uh, sometimes some projects that I was involved with that were related to book publishing. And so I've done several books and worked with authors and writers and uh, different creators to produce and help publish books. One of the authors that I was approached by, and this was several years ago, uh, was a personality here in our area that uh, somewhat prominent in the past, but that's not important. What, it, what is important is that it did give me an opportunity to really review and look at the project from a wider point of view and understand that there's more that, uh, that could have been done. And so basically what it amounted to was this author had an idea for a book, had written a manuscript, had already had it edited to some degree and was already in the process of pushing it down the, down the road to get it published and get it out into the public. And the goal behind our involvement with the project was to help promote it and market it, really take it out and get it in front of people and move some units, basically. So that's fine. I, that's certainly something I have uh, experience in and, and understand how that system can work and, and how all the pieces have to fit together in that puzzle. But one of the things that I understand is key to that is knowing the product, is knowing what it is that we're going to be promoting and pushing. So we had the opportunity to review the material, to really read through the manuscript, see it before it had been finished, and possibly, possibly offer some suggestions or input. But after reading the manuscript and really taking the time, break it down, really understand what the author's goal was and what their perspective was, I saw that it was somewhat lightweight. It was somewhat lacking. Now, it's not to say it wasn't meaningful or didn't have any substance, but one of my key notes was that I really thought it could have gone further. I thought there could have been more to it. And so I made some suggestions and I offered our assistance to help with that. But I could tell in, in a very kind of, in, in a very direct way, actually, that the author was somewhat resistant to that. And I understand if there's a certain ownership of it that is uh, going to get in the way of 
you know, adding things or changing things. I understand. And that's every creator, every artist, every author's right to hold on to what they believe in and what they want to say. And I respect that. But I did also have to look at it in the sense of what can we do to make this the best possible project, the best product, really, that we can get out to market. So that was interesting in the sense that I approached it with a real open sense of collaboration and teamwork. But the author was pretty hesitant to to go down that road. It really was kind of set in the vision. So in, in that respect, in that project, it didn't really work out. And it wasn't a matter of uh, any ill will or, or hard feelings, I don't believe. I think it was just a matter of there, there wasn't that level of collaboration that they were looking for. It really taught me, though, that I had to stick to what I saw to be the uh, kind of objective assessment of this work. And so that was one lesson. Now, another was that another author that I worked with um, in the past had a collection of material that was written and transcribed and developed over decades. And it was very random, very kind of uh, piecemeal. So there was no real shape to it. It was very loosely associated. And, and it wasn't a, a straight, it wasn't like a, a novel or a straight, you know, complete narrative piece. So the problem there was there was no real goal to what we wanted to do with this. We wanted to publish it and create this collection of material as a as a book, as a product. But when the author didn't really have a, a kind of bigger vision for all of this, that gave me and, and it gave the team a chance to really develop that with the author in, in collaboration with the author. So we took the material that was there, we examined it, we read it, we cataloged it, we really tried to wrap our arms around it. And as we did that, we started to see, oh, there are certain things that can associate with each other, that can start to interlock and fit together in an interesting way. So that really gave us the opportunity now to develop a bigger, more cohesive narrative arc to this material and give it some direction. And so when we came to producing the book, whether it was the design or the structure of it or the organization, now we had something to follow. We had a real kind of framework to work with. And the author was very pleased with that because the author really didn't understand or, or maybe just didn't, didn't really have any experience with how to turn these sort of random materials into something that was one piece. And that was a great experience of really collaborating and working in, in tandem with an author holding to their vision, holding to their ideas, but adding to it and making their end product be so much stronger. And I'm very proud of the work that we did. And, and we actually did another book uh, along the same veins, uh, kind of another collection material or, or extra material that we then were able to shape into a, another project uh, for the author in, in a similar fashion. So it was a really good experience. Um, times two. And so 
I, I really understood from that that collaboration isn't just about me working, let's say, as an, as an artist or a designer, working with another designer and coming out with some really interesting or cool or fun work. It's about working with anybody who has a creative idea, uh, who has that kind of uh, drive or instinct to make something. And maybe they don't have all the pieces that you have, and maybe you don't have all the pieces that they have, but together you can create something unique and that, something that accomplishes everybody's goal. And so the larger lessons from that, from one project that didn't, that never really got off the ground because there was a hesitance and there was real kind of resistance to that type of open collaboration. And then the other project that was really a success and produced a really engaging, compelling piece of work because the author was very open to that kind of collaboration. It taught me a couple of things and things that can be used outside of creative work, but really are key to working well with others. And, and that is, that is really the, the practice of using and developing your sense of empathy. And that can be taken in so many different respects. But what I'm talking about here is you're dealing with a, a client, you're dealing with a colleague, you're dealing with coworkers. You have to be able to really see things and feel things outside of yourself and really understand what is driving, what is motivating someone else. And when it comes to collaborating, whether you're exchanging ideas, you're kicking work or concepts back and forth. It really does take, it takes, it's, it's a certain skill to be objective, to be honest and, and really, you know, do your best to not make it personal because the idea is that you want the best to come out of it, no matter what it is. And yet whatever is on the table, whatever, let's say the group is looking at, it came from someone. It came from someone's mind. It came from someone's heart. And so whoever that person is, or even if it's a couple of people or a team of people, whoever those people are, any criticism that comes that way, any comments, any feedback, someone will eventually take it personal. It will cut someone a little bit deeper than you probably want. But if you always keep in mind that you're offering it from a genuine place of help, of, of making something better, then I, I would think that <laughs> any professional would really understand that and really be able to work with that in mind. And there are certainly people who they only want it their way and they don't see anyone else's ideas. And, you know, work does get done like that. But I think that's not always the best work. The best work is where any good idea wins out. Doesn't matter who it comes from, doesn't matter where it comes from. Now, it has to make sense. It has to really apply. But if that idea, if the best idea comes from the guy that picks up the trash 
or the person that runs the company, what does it matter? A good idea is a good idea, right? So if you're working with teammates, you're working with your friends, you're working with even your <laughs> your family or, or people who are super close to you, when you lay down criticism, you lay down feedback or, or your thoughts on something, really make sure that you lay it down in a way that is digestible, that is reasonable. And because it's, it's super easy to get lost in emotions, especially if you really don't like something, to really have a, a strong, let's say a negative reaction or, or, or even a positive reaction. It's really easy to get lost in that, I think. I try to temper myself with that, uh, to not get too carried away one way or the other. Because I, I really try to stay as balanced and as cool as I can when, uh, when I'm excited about something and even when I'm not crazy about something. Because when you do that, I think you lose perspective. You lose perspective on what you're really trying to accomplish, which is great work. When you start getting into superlatives and into a very absolute type of speak, but this is the best, this is amazing. Well, what's not amazing? There are plenty of things that are not amazing. They're still great. And different people have different understandings of words. Semantics, I guess, but it does happen. So maybe the bigger idea is to also think about how others take that criticism. Learn how your, your colleagues, your, your coworkers, your teammates, learn how they think. And it doesn't mean you got to read their minds because that's, that's just not going to happen. But really understand and, and maybe even anticipate what someone's tastes are, what someone's likes and dislikes are, so that you know. Now, you may still decide, well, I really like this idea and I know my team is not going to be crazy about it. They're not going to be into it. But you still throw it out on the table because it may kick someone off into another tangent or another train of thought that'll lead to a better idea. So, you know, just like the, the whole thing of there are no dumb questions. Well, I mean, there are some bad ideas, but <laughs> those bad ideas can still lead you to good ones. So it's often worth maybe the moment of awkwardness or embarrassment to throw out a, a stinker just to see if it might lead to something. And any, again, any professional environment, any real collaborative team, they'll understand. They'll know what you're going for and they'll take it with a grain of salt and maybe they'll push it down the road or maybe they'll leave it, you know, to fall by the wayside. Either way, the point is to contribute. The point is to participate. And so, you know, that even makes me think. Early on, early on in my career, you know, I, I really thought that this line of work of, of being an artist, being a designer, was really a very solitary line of work. You know, that, that it would really just be me creating stuff. And that comes from, I guess, my background in illustration and, and painting and that sort of thing, where it really is just you. It really is one person and one set of hands and one set of eyes creating work. And... 
you know, there's a certain freedom of that that you have to appreciate, you know, to really just take it, take your vision, apply it and create it and build it as you see fit. No holds barred, no such thing as a bad idea. Now, the flip side to that is that it's up to you to put down whatever ideas you want, but it's not up to you to decide if those ideas were ever any good. That's up to the viewer. That's up to your audience. And that actually took me a lot longer to realize than it probably should have. I think understanding that and knowing that, now whether you're working with a team or you're working on your own, appreciating the freedom of your own ideas and how you apply them is important. And so it may be a matter of you accepting someone else's criticism. It may be a matter of you learning to disregard criticism and really pursue what you have in mind, pursue your vision. But when it comes to working with a team or your coworkers or a client, you have to be open to that. And so working solo is, it has its benefits, but I think it also lets you see and understand an outside perspective when it comes your way. So now when you ask people for help with your work, and that, that will come one day, and you have to ask the right people. But when that day comes, you'll know that they're giving you the same perspective that you would have given them, or at least that's the idea. And so you can take it as it is. It's not personal. It's not necessarily emotional, but it is hopefully honest and genuine and objective and going to lead you down the road to creating something better than maybe you had in mind. I think the thing that really cracked this open for me was working with short films where I'd been used to, for the most part, working in design and art on my own. Now, with some direction and with some help from writers and editors and creative directors and all sorts of other departments. But working in short film as a writer and director and um, editor and all sorts of things that I've tried to do in that realm, when I saw other people doing this and when I saw other people on my crew and, and when I was part of other people's crew, you really get a sense of where collaboration happens and where it really has to take a backseat. And so when I was, let's say, helping someone else and it was just part of their crew, I, I really understood like, okay, I'm just playing a small part of the, the bigger vision here. And I just have to do what I have to do and maybe offer some suggestions, but I'm really here to handle one task or, or one set of tasks. When I was serving as a director in a few projects, it really taught me like, okay, now I have to not just oversee the whole thing, have the, the grand vision and really keep it all moving in the right way, but I have to be able to accept and, and at least acknowledge everyone's input. And some input was not what I needed. Some, some input was very much what I needed and really helped me improve or, or change things for the better. So that was really a big eye opener for me. 
because that was something that uh, on the spot, in the moment, and you have to make a decision, you have to know the answer to a question. Collaboration is, it's it. That's where it is. There's no getting around it. You can't say, well, let's talk about tomorrow or let's do that another day. It has to happen right then and there. So collaboration, I understand, is key. So what do you think? Um, I mean, how much does collaboration factor into your creative work? You know, we, we've all got different things that we work on. Uh, if you're listening to this, I assume you might be an artist or, or in some sort of creative field. Uh, maybe you're a filmmaker. Maybe you, uh, you do fine art or design or maybe you're a musician or a writer. You know, if you're creating stuff, yeah, there's a moment and there's a point in that process where it really is just you. And that is a part that that's honestly, that's the part that I really like a lot. But I've learned over time that the other part of that process is when other people have to be involved, not necessarily to produce the work, but to maybe give you feedback and really share with you their reaction. And when that reaction is honest and helpful and useful, that's where I think collaboration means the most. And it produces the best work. And look, one other thing when it comes to collaboration and working with a team that has really, has really kind of opened my eyes in a, in a different way is the connection, the real, I don't know if I'd call it friendship because I feel like it's even deeper than that. But it, when you find uh, people that you can work with and really relate to and connect on, on that real kind of, uh, ideological level, that wavelength, right? You kind of get all on the same page and you're vibing and really understand how each other thinks and what everybody's into and what works for each other. It's a really deep sort of relationship. And some of the people that I've worked with over the years, um, you know, that I've really found myself uh, drawn to and, you know, happy to work with and be around, there are people that, for, for a multitude of reasons, we, we all kind of work on that same wavelength and we all kind of get along and subscribe to similar ideas or similar approaches. And that all comes out of collaboration. That all comes out of working together and maybe struggling together and grinding through a project or, or just grinding through, you know, uh, a series of, of challenges that, uh, you know, you, you really start to form a bond that, uh, it, it, in my mind, it becomes unbreakable. And so there are plenty of people that i worked with over the years that uh, I share that with and, and I believe share that with me and, and we really um, see each other on that level. And so that's a value that when you're working alone, you, you don't always get. And in these times when a lot of us are really kind of going it alone, in some respects, uh, working from home or working remotely or, you know, over distance, that does start to put a strain on that kind of a bond or that kind of connection. But those things are still there, I believe, and can still produce work. It's just, it just takes a little more time and a little more effort, but it can be done. 
So if you're maybe starting out, maybe you're new to the creative field or, or just new to a job or, or an environment in general, you know, keep that in mind. Keep it in mind that building that kind of connection can be useful, not just for the work. I mean, yeah, sure, it'll lead you down a good road to creating something good and building something great and finding a, a real reward in what you do. But it can also lead to, you know, some personal growth and evolution and development, you know, interpersonal skills or, or just your sense of communication with others. That's all a part of this. And that's all what makes this work. So that's something for me that uh, it, it took some time and it took some understanding on my part and maybe on some other people's part to really kind of get me there. But I think at this point in my career, um, I've found a good, comfortable spot with that. And I feel like I'm much better at working with people and understanding people and really relating to people, even, you know, on things I don't agree on or I have different ideas about. You know, collaboration is about doing that. It is about overcoming those challenges for yourself and for your team and for your colleagues and your clients to get everybody on the same wavelength and to really get each other to the best possible result. So I'll tell you what, if you want to share your own experiences with this, you can leave a comment with this episode at patreon.com slash Robert Cortez, or you can find me on Instagram at instagram.com slash Robert Cortez. Now I'll post there about this episode. Leave a comment. Tell me what you think. How much does this collaboration with others factor into your creative work? Before we go, I just want to say extra special thanks to those on Patreon for their support. I'm just getting started with this podcast. I really enjoy doing it and it's been fun. I enjoy doing the drawing. I enjoy sharing this with you and talking about these topics. They help me because I've learned a lot and I hope... If you're new to the creative field, maybe you've been doing this for a long time and you this is all kind of old hat. I'm sorry. I, you know, I just feel like there's times I want to get these things off my chest and really share them. Maybe this will help somebody. So if you know someone that's an artist or creative type and they're struggling or they're just getting started, maybe, and they're trying to get better at this creative process and how they do their work in an efficient and mindful way. Share this podcast with them. Tell them about it. I'm, I'm all in. I'm all for that. So, and if you're new to the podcast, now if this is you're just kind of picking up on it, hey, thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to SketchRelease.com. You'll get it, new episodes every two weeks is when I record and get these out to you. So again, thanks for listening. Until next time, keep creating. Keep creating.